welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Hello, welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. Sean, here we are again. I'm so excited about today's show because I actually know Christina really well. We actually have Chris and Christina. They're not married. Christina Brace and Chris Crace. Right. And Christina and John have been going to our church forever. And I mean, they just have so many people. They just love everybody, but they also are business people, which is really fun. So I'm glad that they're on today because we're going to hear about people who encourage others and their business calling to find their identity, to find their entrepreneurship and creativity, really. And so, which we love. We love that theme here on the show yes, because it's one of the reasons why we're doing this. Yeah. And I think, you know, we go back to this old adage if business was easy, everybody would be doing it. And yeah. here we are now, um, five months into COVID. And if you watch the news, um, we see about all these failures and bankruptcies from huge corporations. Um, all the way down to the small mom and pops really having a hard time making it. And, and I think what Chris and Christina are doing is providing in their local church a group for marketplace leaders to yeah. give them courage. And there's a lot of those, but it feels like they end up just being like prayer breakfasts where people just kind of pray generic shotgun prayers hoping something works or, they, or it's networking. But I love what they're doing, and I think that more people are doing this kind of thing where it's like, let's have a spiritual business coach, not just a business coach, somebody who's helping us to see some of the blockages that are happening or some of the things that are hard and talking it through on a spiritual and a natural level. And I do that for a lot of people. I know you do that for a lot of people. And they're doing it in groups, which I think is brilliant to facilitate group discussions, prayer, and prophecy over people's, you know, they've had lawyers, they've had fashion designers, they've had um, other types of coaches. They've had, uh, you know, what is the multi-level marketing type people? They've had entertainers and they've had all these kinds of people come to their group and they peer-to-peer source each other and resource each other with, you know, both connections and time, but also that prayer. And they're bringing some of the best tools they're finding real time into their group and seeing breakthrough. Right. And then on the practical level, they're problem solving. They are. They're getting into the nuts and bolts. They're getting into the numbers. If people are that vulnerable to bring in numbers. And like I've said before, it's probably easier to talk about uh, your sex life than it is your business life or (laughs) your finances because we have so much shame around it. Well, and there's, there's so much isolation around it, especially in the church because people there's, you always go through ebbs and flows. So you might go through a cash flow issue. You might even go through like a potential bankruptcy, a lawsuit, and nobody will talk about those because they feel like it's a spiritual failure, not just a natural failure. Yeah. Versus it's an ebb and a flow. It happens. And so to have, I think it's really interesting because I think that issue of isolation, a lot of people don't know how to be inclusive in this area, but we're supposed to be vulnerable in all the areas as a Christian right. of our life, including our business and finding the right people to be vulnerable with. I think God, the father, as a father is investing people of that father, mother heart on the earth right now to help. Because something so big is about to happen in the world, and he's placing marketplace people to be part of the funnel of it. Exactly. And, you know, you said we might go through cash flow issues in our businesses. <laughs> and let me just say, we, might. we will. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent of the people exactly. that I've consulted with 
uh, have gone through cash flow issues and it's part of business. It's part yeah. of getting from point A to point B. And if we can become vulnerable to uh, a mentor or to someone older or to someone in our life and talk about these things, we will find out quickly we're not alone. Yeah. I feel it is one of those things you said it earlier about, you know, people will talk about it more than their sex life or sex life more than their business life. Right. It was when you came in for Sheree and I, it was kind of like going to a urologist versus going to a general practitioner. You're being so vulnerable and saying, yeah, okay, we're having some problems. Look at them with us. We don't know what this is. And you were so like nurturing, like this is so normal. Like right. what you're going through is so normal. And we just need to figure out a different way to predict cash flow. And, and that was, it was so comforting, but it was, I understand where people come from right. when they, they get isolated for too long. What happens is, they didn't share and then they do go bankrupt and then they create a pattern and that's how they do their next business or their next venture. And I think we all understand shame in spiritual areas. Yeah. And so we kind of can get used to it there. But when it comes to business, there's, there's a lot of shame around failure. Yeah. And, and so, you know, if, if we could encourage you listeners right now, if in your business, you're going through a hard time or a cash flow, or you don't think that you can see the end of the horizon, find someone in your world, someone maybe who's older or younger, and it just happens to be wise, someone that you know, and that you can, you can break the isolation about and begin a conversation. Absolutely. And find somebody who is both spiritually minded, but also probably in the business world. Because a lot of times, you know, I've, I know people have gone to pastors and said, is bankruptcy a sin? And they say, yes, versus <laughs> like, wait, let's talk about the issues, not the bankruptcy. Let's right. talk about what's going really on here. Because ulti- I mean, I get that all the time on the prophetic mentoring platform is bankruptcy a sin or is foreclosure a sin? And it's, it's such a weird question. It's like, that's actually not the question you need to ask. The question is, how does God want to recover and redeem everything that's going on exactly. in your life? And this issue may or may not happen, but it's not going to stop God from being God in your life. And so I think people need to hear that because they hear, they might hear Dave Ramsey, who's one of my favorites, like scream out, don't ever do this. It's the failure forever. And it puts shame on people. He doesn't mean to, but mm-hmm. it happens. But we need to like alter that conversation and actually look at the bigger picture. And that's what the father heart of God is doing. Yes. So today we have Christina Brace who leads with Chris Crace, Miracles in the Marketplace. And Christina has been a businesswoman. She had a fashion design background for a number of years. Got radically saved, had a miracle baby. Her husband owns a landscaping company. And she started after homeschooling her daughter, she started up Miracles in the Marketplace, as well as her own coaching service where she does seminars and uh, work, workshops to help people find their identity, both in and out of business. And it's just amazing. And then Chris Crace, tell us about him. Well, he runs Clear Path Technologies. It's a B2B managed service provider in Pasadena. Uh, he serves small and medium-sized businesses in uh, LA County. And he's one of those tech guys, like computers, servers, internet access, all that smart guy stuff. So stay tuned for our guest. Welcome to the Exploring Series podcast with me, Sean Bowles. We're now up to three episodes a week with three different themes. Join me every Monday for Exploring the Industry, where we have powerful conversations with Christians and entertainment industries around the world who have stories about how their faith is impacting their career and the world around them. Join us Wednesdays in one of the most listened to podcasts in Christianity, Exploring the Prophetic, where I get to interview people from every walk of life about how hearing from God has changed their world and the world around them. Then come download every Friday's edition where we're exploring the marketplace with my co-host, Bob Hassan, where we have powerful interviews and we answer questions from listeners like you who have careers in the marketplace. 
Come take a seat in our conversation and ask your questions and subscribe to the Exploring Series where we go on one journey together to see what it looks like to have a living relationship with Jesus in every kind of life imaginable. Bob Hassan, this is so exciting because you're going to meet my friend. I know you've met her in person, Christina Brace. I have. And her co-founder, Chris Crace. And we have you guys on the podcast today because you guys lead some pretty amazing efforts towards helping people in business just hear God, connect to God, connect to their heart and vision identity. And we love it. So welcome. Yeah, welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> you guys, can you tell us what Miracles in the Marketplace is? I'm, I know what it is, but I just want our listeners to hear how amazing what you're doing is. Well, absolutely. Um, Miracles in the Marketplace is a group of entrepreneurs, business people that want to come together and really hear God for their business, like really go after learning to hear his voice, uh, finding strategies from heaven and partnering with him to expand their business and be the light to the world, like light to their own communities. And so we've had this privilege of just having this opportunity to share with people, uh, to instill some tools that we've learned from uh, actually the Bulls Prophetic Ministry and such to help them really uh, see how they can partner with God. And we've seen some incredible results. So we're really excited to be able to do this and expand the kingdom in this way. Oh, that's so cool. Chris, tell me a little bit about the practicals when, when the group is going, about what size is it? And, and during the group, do you have open discussion or more focused discussion, or do you take one business at a time? Tell me, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Bob. We actually tend to do all of the above in different meetings. We have about 10 to 15 people per meeting um, on average. There's probably a, a crew of 25 to 30 that are uh, make up the core. Um, so, you know, various nights we'll have uh, about 10 to 15. And we really try to let Jesus lead the gatherings. And so the first thing we wow. do is take a three-minute pause because here life in Los Angeles is fast-paced, right? So, <laughs> Pauses are rare. Yeah, yeah. So we, we just say, hey, let's let your spirit catch up to your body. And so we can be fully present. And Jesus is leading us. So it's very important that your ears are open, your eyes are open, and you're mostly looking to contend for somebody else's highest good. That's that's one of our strongest principles. Oh, I love that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a definition of agape love that uh, an author, Kevin Weaver, introduced me to. But uh, you know that's that that's the whole point, right? Is you show up looking to minister to somebody and bless their business or or them personally, and you always end up walking away with more than you gave. You know, more than everybody gave. It's it's amazing. Wow, I know that a lot of times issues we hit in the business realm are spiritual and we don't know it. And I know that people discover that when they're with you guys. A lot of times they're hitting something and they they can't find resolution. And I know business coaching is also amazing. But when there's that spiritual aspect to it, and I mean, business coaching, like one of your stories was about um, a woman who was in the group who, you know, worked in the fashion industry. I'd love for you to tell that story because she needed a breakthrough and a business coach might've told her a similar thing, but you guys helped resolve it through prayer and spiritual advice, which I think is so cool. So you want to tell that story, Christina? 
Yeah, I'd love to. Um, yes, this woman had been coming to our group for a while, and she's in sourcing and product sourcing. Uh, and she had had uh, some frustration with her largest client, uh, not paying her on time, not pairing her correctly, all these different issues. And she had come with that challenge to us, and we started praying and prophesying over her and just feeling like she could release to God what what she needed to do and just to surrender to him. And she felt like, you know, she needed to let go of this client. And she was very concerned, very nervous to do that because it was the largest client she had and had. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so after some time, uh, she had, you know, we had, she had left and the next week in our next meeting, she came with this beaming smile and she said, I let the client go. And when I did, she was so upset that I did. She was shocked and she was very sorry. And she right away wrote the check for the full amount that she owed. But at this time, God had already uh, had another friend contact her and said, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to give you all my business. And so sure wow. enough, the lady ended up giving her and it ended up being her number one client, like even more than what the uh, previous client had. And she pays her up front and, and just really honoring uh, this friend of ours. So she was just blown away by uh, that experience. I think it's so interesting because as we mature in business, we figure out that we, we really want to do business with people that we like, that we trust, <laughs> that we value that are that are providing goods and service for us and that pay us on time. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> and you know, as believers, sometimes we get hung up on those first things like, well, you know, he's really nice or she's really nice or they're a really great company. And, you know, we're 120 days out on on uh payments that they owe us. And this is not honor. Honor uh, is exactly what you said. Uh, the lady that she fired her client, paid in full immediately, was remorseful. That's rare in business. And I love to hear that story. And even more how God replaced the income with even more. That's what he's in the business to do. Yeah. I think we uh, settle for less sometimes when we mm -hmm. lower our standards because we think, but this is a paying client. We have to do this. And then it's like, wait a minute. We can actually realign. God has mm -hmm. the whole world at our access and disposal. So I love that story. Well, I wanted to highlight that because that's kind of a picture of what happens to people in a group is that they have breakthrough ideas, they have spiritual, you know, sometimes spiritual warfare breaks off them, like stuff like that. But also you guys pray into ideas, pray into entrepreneurship. Do you have a story about how someone launched something because of their time with you guys? Yeah, you should definitely tell the story of Salvador. Yeah, this one was, this one's a big one and actually love to connect you with her. But we have a, a woman who's a psychologist. She came from El Salvador many years ago. Her mom brought her three girls, got them educated here. They all, and she has her own business in psychology, but she came to our group and she had this real longing, this dream to go back to El Salvador, to pour into her country, uh, to help bring education and deal with the sensitive issues of autism and uh, women's issues and things like that to her country. And she, she had gone to a small uh, church for many, many years uh, that was never supportive of this dream and kind of felt like, oh, no, that's not what you're about. You're a psychologist. 
So when she came in and she shared her heart, we just like, oh my goodness, we've got to surround this dream. This is a God dream. This is definitely something you're supposed to be doing. So we took some time praying over her over some weeks. And as she started to step out in faith and realizing, yeah, I'm starting to see this formulate. I mean, I have nobody and I've never done this before, but I'm planning a trip to El Salvador and so we just gathered around her. We we helped her to um, get gain some toys and little gifts and things because she was going to be visiting different schools and churches. And then she went to a trip uh, to one of uh, some prophetic meeting in Florida. And she met with, she had heard you there in Florida, Sean. And then afterwards, a couple had come over to her who had actually worked in very similar ministry and what she wants to do in El Salvador. So they basically gave her a lot of different um, ideas of how to proceed and how to prepare. So she came back fully like excited and she had told her church about it her church ended up donating like five thousand dollars to her cause and mm. and so she was well equipped we sent her on her way and and uh she came back and was just beaming. Uh, she just said that everyone was so open, not only teachers and churches, but also doctors that she had favor to be with doctors so awesome. about pre creating plans, training plans for children and such. Uh, and now she's, she's written a book since then. She's been back there twice. She's had opportunities now to meet with uh, political leaders that are interested in forming uh, more forums for her to speak at and <laughs> no big deal <laughs> I know, a library in her mother's town that has absolutely it's very very poor there's no library there so she's wow. she's got an incredible story and she just says it would never have happened if it wasn't for miracles in the marketplace you had belief in me and faith in me and you know we partnered together with god and and she's just running with it and now she has interviews with univision they've gotten uh, a wind of her story and are picking it up and she's doing uh, a lot of interviews with them as well so we're really excited yeah i'll just add that it it really was birthed in miracles mm -hmm. in the place it, it was somebody who had their eyes open and their ears open and That's were looking awesome. out for her and they just saw this in her this royalty basically yeah. and, and a way to honor her mom that all kind of began to kind of percolate in that meeting that night it's really beautiful it's so unusual what you guys are doing, just like pouring into the business community of all types. People are super successful. People are starting out. And I, I know, obviously, because a lot of the people have gone to our local church, uh, but it's very diverse because there's people from all kinds of churches and backgrounds. But I've got to meet some of the people you guys have poured into or, or they were already friends and just watching them make different choices because they had that group of sometimes peers, sometimes moms and dads. And it's just been so amazing. I think a lot of people who are listening, like this is such a great prototype model to have an interest group in your church or in your ministry to say, let's really encourage and super spiritually even supervise at times people on their journey, like as they're going after it, because so many people feel alone and we're never alone. There's that Elijah syndrome that says, I'm the only one experiencing this hell because, and, and also getting this kind of breakthrough. I'm all alone. No one can relate to me. And God's like, there's hundreds of other prophets right over there. If you would just open your eyes, it's that kind of mentality of like, I've met business people throughout the years. I'm sure you have too, Bob, where it's like, no one's ever gone through this before. Like I'm on the verge of bankruptcy. I'm like, welcome to like 99% right. of people who at least one time in their life have gone through, you know, who are going after entrepreneurship. That's what happens. So it's so cool just to hear these kinds of stories. Yeah. And, and it's interesting if, if business was easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> and so when we, as business people, as entrepreneurs run into problems, um, and one of the things that, that I, that I deal with all the time is 
uh, people who compartmentalize or isolate. And what you guys are doing with Miracles of the Marketplace is you're breaking that. And you're saying, hey, let's come together and let's look practically at what what you're dealing with so that you know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Chris, I, I'm, I'm interested as we were five months into COVID and everything's changed, uh, what you're seeing in the marketplace, number one, and then number two, what have you guys got planned for the future uh, with Miracles in the Marketplace? Yeah, great questions. Uh, we've you know been walking through the team uh, in the season and have been surprised at a majority of the stories being positive and like excited and you know breakthroughs happening and uh, actually move businesses growing you know and and developing or or new businesses where you know somebody loses a job and um, finds their way into our group and says I'd really like to take my music skills and start teaching you know and mm-hmm. and uh, surrounding them and praying through that and all of a sudden they have a a new little niche that is blossoming in the season. And so it's, you know, it really has been miracles in the marketplace. I know it sounds cheesy, but it it really has uh, been happening that way. And Christina and I are particularly excited about the future um, because we have started to put together a plan for drilling down even further and uh, uh, creating uh, more of a mastermind, you know, uh, group um, where people can bring, uh, let's say, a a single sheet of paper that has their entire business and all of their dreams and goals on it so that we can easily exchange those and contend for each other's highest good with a a lot of ammunition and a lot of focus and and not just, uh, you know, spreading you know our prayers kind of generally over them but but really drilling into numbers and and praying the numbers of the business or specific strategies so good. um and and another thing we're really hungry for is a depth a depth of maturity and really cultivating a, a group of ministers who aren't just looking to contend for each other's highest good but but well versed in it and and well practiced in it and and have lots of success stories easily available where they have used their spiritual gifting to see real breakthrough and real miracles in another person's life. So when they go back into their own business, they're thinking that way. And they're thinking, yeah. how can I look for the my client's highest good and my vendor's highest good? And how can I start to, you know, what I call close the gap of spiritual and professional? Because it's so huge, even today, that, yeah, that sure. gap is monstrous. And that's really our heart is to close that gap. I love that. I, and I, as I listen to you guys, I, I recognize that what you're doing is you're giving people courage. Your mm-hmm. group um, is you're taking on issues and problems, and you're giving people courage for, to move forward. And I think that's so unique. and. Um, I mean, do you guys look at it that way? Do you see that, you know, when the, when the, uh, when your meetings ended, people are walking a little bit taller and their shoulders are back a little bit more as they walk out? Oh, absolutely. I, I, myself, you know, when you, when we pour into someone, it's just, it blesses us right back. And I think for a few days after our meeting, I'm, I'm just high on that, you know, just knowing that you can see in their, in their posturing has changed their outlook their faith has increased and it, it's just a remarkable uh, 
thing to see, to witness, to experience. And, and then they're, and they email, they'll text us or email us and, Hey, can you all, and all of us are praying for, for this little breakthrough or that little breakthrough. And they even go into their personal life and say, Hey, you know, I'm having trouble over here with our child. Can you, you know, so they're, it expands their whole world, you know? And so, yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting how you guys bring in things like you guys have gone up to Reading and mm-hmm. brought things back from there, uh, from the Bethel Church and then some other places. And one of the things I saw in our story notes was, Chris, you had got the concept of a, and I'd love for you to share it and how it impacted your group about spiritual squatters. I thought that was so cool. Oh, yeah. But I just, before you share it, I just think it's it's amazing how when we carry our cargo for friends and family and people that we're ministering with and to, how fast things assimilate and grow. Because mm-hmm. I, it's that parable of the talents, like God always intended everything to multiply. So mm-hmm. I love when you start a group like this. I know you guys have a lot going on individually, but when you start a group like this and how you guys have just set yourselves up to be an encourager system, that it just multiplies. And it always does. It's like it's just right. a little effort, which I know is a real lot of effort, but goes such a long way in the kingdom. But tell mm-hmm. us about like this particular principle, because I, I just thought it was so interesting. And I, I was like, I'm going to pray that prayer. <laughs> <laughs> No, it really is something, Sean. I, you know, how the enemy affects us is something I grew up, even growing up in the church, not really understanding or even considering. And I uh, was introduced to Elizabeth Nixon, a lawyer who wrote up a uh, legal document called the Petition to Quiet Title. Um, that's what you would submit to a court to legally evict a physical squatter. And she converted it into a spiritual document to go into the courts of heaven and evict a spiritual squatter. And so we, you know, my wife, my wife and I found it and we, we prayed through it, you know, sort of, uh, you know, simply, very simply. Um, and it, it's not about the form, you know, it was just about our hearts, you know, going into the courts. And uh, a month later, my business had tripled and wow. Wow. I'm, I'm a little slow, but I'm worth the wait. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I said to my wife, my, my business, something has happened and it's going crazy. And she said, uh, you know, we prayed the squatter's prayer. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, I forgot all about that. Right. Embarrassingly, six months later, that exact same scenario played out again. Uh, we, we prayed the squatter's prayer after praying it with a mom and her teenage daughter. One night they came over and we prayed it through them. Somebody Christina introduced us to and had a wonderful time. And my wife said, why don't we pray it again? And a week later, uh, I closed the only four proposals I had out, you know, out there. They all closed on the same day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And some had been open for two years and the, the youngest was four months. I mean, you're talking about long sales cycle. Right. And I go got home again. Hey, I closed four deals in one day. My wife said, "Hey, we prayed the squatters." <laughs> Thank God for wives. Thank God for wives. <laughs> and Christine, I want to add to that just the fact that you run workshops and help people to really find their identity. And it's not just business people; it's all kinds mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. But um, what inspired you to do that? We only have a few minutes left, but I just wanted people to be able to hear about that as well. Yeah. Well, goodness. I love people. I love to connect people with their identity. That's been a big thing for me. And I think back on my birthday, you gave me, you gave a words of knowledge out and called me up and started speaking to me. And that kind of clinched it for me. Like, oh my goodness, this is what I'm supposed to do. And basically we do projects where we can connect people with their vision of what's God speaking to them right now. Wow. And 
you know, they do, we do kind of a, like a vision board, but it's a, it's a more um, like a small accordion book. And then we speak into it and we actually design smart goals, passion statements, like get action to the dream. I, I don't want to just talk about a vision because we're talking about this is supposed to be happening now in their lives. And then we pray into it. We prophesy and pray into it and bless that book. And we've had, I've had a couple people, a one woman who um, it writes jingles for music, you know, musical jingles for commercials. Yeah that she her her uh, company's called wonderstruck and that came out of this vision book that she had and mm-hmm. and it gave her the unction and the courage to step out and and do this business and i've worked for you know uh essential oil teams, sales teams, and did these books with them. So I just feel like this is just part of part of my calling is I love to activate people and make them realize that they have value and God has put dreams in them and they are ready to be walked out now. They just need to, that little bit of encouragement and the step on how to do that. So, yeah. That's so good, Christina and Chris. Thank you so much for joining us. Christina yeah. and Chris, thank you so much. How can people get a hold of you? You could reach us at info at miraclesforthemarketplace.com. And we Yay. can. That's so awesome. And if you guys are hungry for what they're bringing, please reach out to them. I know these people. They're yeah. so quality. And we're so excited because our next segment is Bob and I answer your questions. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Now we're into one of my favorite parts because we get to hear questions from you, our listening audience. My name is Kelly. Uh, In the past, I have tried to witness and share my love for Jesus with others in the workplace and fell into some punishment. I got written up for it one time. So when I entered into a more professional work environment, I had endeavored to not share and just, you know, maintain my professionalism. However, circumstances come up as you work with folks over a long period of time, you start to become friends with them and friendly and you know about their personal lives. And I have tried to walk this line of sharing, but also not oversharing. My question for you is, how much is too much to share to your coworkers? Are there any cues that we can look for that tell us that maybe we're sharing too much and we should just continue to pray for them privately um, or 
how do we know if they're receptive to learning and hearing more? Thanks for your help. Kelly, it's a great question. Uh, it's really interesting because, you know, we live in a world, no matter what country you're in, where there's certain industries where they want you to come with the agenda of only the work. And if you don't work for a small mom pops company, if you work for education or hospitals or pol politicians or whatever, you cannot share your faith openly unless you do it officially. Like if you're in a studio here, you have to be, you know, do it at a Bible fellowship club. And that's where people can go and pray. They can't, you know, pray in the hallways, so to speak. And so it's not that uh, everything's hostile. It's just that there's a place for everything. And they're trying to, you know, really make sure that uh, the environment is safe for everyone of every kind of faith or whatever. So, you know, if you're a Christian company, obviously you're going to do what you want. But in this context, it's harder. I would just encourage you, like, to take relational risks and take them when, you know, take the best guess you can with God to say, is this worth it? Is it worth bringing up more than maybe say, hey, I'll be praying for you? Or actually might be a risk to say, can I pray for you right now? You know, I'm a person of, of faith or a Christian. Is it okay if I pray for you? I just want to pray for God's heart for you. And you'll know if the person's like, oh, that feels like, no, I don't really, you know, you'll know if it's okay or not based on their response. And the closer you are to them, the more willing they'll be. If it's something you can get written up for, then there's ways to be able to be a person of light without, you know, coming under that. I know, you know, Daniel could do all kinds of things, but he, he had to stop at and say, you know, I'm not going to compromise and worship Nebuchadnezzar. But there was a lot of other weird rules in Babylon that he abided by because they didn't make him compromise his faith. And so you're going to be in a work environment many times in your lifetime where you, you'll wish you could express more of your faith, but it's not about that because your faith is who you are, not just what you say. And so just be who you are. Yeah, Kathy, I think that um, character, morality, and ethics show through. So people see you, people see your character. And maybe you, the Lord highlights someone for you and you, you've been praying for them at your workplace and you invite them to lunch or you invite them to coffee to get them to know them better. I wouldn't consider myself an evangelist, but when I get in relationship with people, I'm sharing the holistic part of me, which is Jesus. So if you get to spend time with someone at work over coffee or lunch, um, then maybe you have a different opening totally. to share your heart. What if you invite them to church? Because that's not against anyone's HR rules. In the right context, if you're getting to know them and say, hey, no pressure at all. We have Easter service coming up or whatever. You know, like it's just something that where it's more neutral, where it doesn't expect that like, you have to come every time. Have you ever considered like visiting a church? We'd love for you to visit ours. I'll ride with you or I'll sit with you. Like that's a good way too to see if they're even open to a faith conversation. And I don't know if you know this, but the majority of people in the Western world that get saved or go to church or it's because someone they knew invited them. And yeah. so it's like something like 70 or 80% of that's people. Great. So that's a great way too to just, it's, you know, it's not a violation of HR. You're just inviting them to an activity and they can say no and just give them a real easy out. And then you have deep conversations while you're there if they do come. So I hope that helps. Thanks you guys Thanks. today for the questions and answers. Please ask your questions to us again by going to www.bullsministries.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.